Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. Hello everyone and welcome to the T-Bar podcast, your friendly reality TV podcast where we discuss all of your favorite reality TV shows including The Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House and all the rest of them. Now in this episode again we'll be talking about the latest episodes from Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So let's get started. All right, uh, who's up for a question from me? This question is... Uh, what is the coffee order for, I'll give you four uh, Real Housewives. The first is Ramona. What does Ramona order? So she orders a uh, skinny latte with a little bit of vanilla essence, but it has to be extra hot. And if it's not extra (laughs) hot, then she will ask the manager to take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, what what a question. I don't think I've ever thought about the Real Housewives, what their coffee orders may be. Yeah, I imagine Ramona to have something that doesn't really have any coffee in it, but she's one of those people that goes there and she's like, oh, yeah, I've got to get my caffeine hit, um, but I'll get like a, a a chai latte or something like that, but not a chai latte, but something with some spice in it that actually has no, no caffeine in it. What that is, I don't know because I, I generally get coffee. I think that's a great. Uh, I think that's a great point. I, I think both of them. I think that Ramona would be so irritating that she'd order extra hot, but then like wait for it to cool down to drink it. And then I also think that she'd order a chai latte, but solely because caffeine will send her over the edge, and then she'll have to like put her robe again, so she can't do any caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine her on caffeine? Oh. <laughs> I also think a big. Th- Important thing to note is when she's ordering the coffee, she will also be flirting with the barista at the cafe. <laughs> mm. Okay, so the next one is Dorinda. <laughs> Dorinda. Oh, God. She'll probably have, like, a tea. I don't ex- expect her to get a coffee. She'll like an Earl Grey tea with some milk. And then, um, and then when the barista gives her the coffee, he might spill it on her hand. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like... Well, you know, I always give and give and come to this coffee shop and now you burn me. Like, let's not even talk about it. And then she'd leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I have anything to add to that. I think that was that was a good one. Yeah, I think it's a great summary. All right. And the next one is Sonia. I personally think that Sonia would go and order some sort of cappuccino or latte with like three shots because... I think she's generally <laughs> pinging around and she's she kind of looks like she, you know, when she's working and stuff that she's had about, you know, three or four <laughs> coffees in the morning. Yeah, that is very true. And I also think maybe she would also opt for like an Irish coffee, add some alcohol in there and also <laughs> would flirt with the barista. I think that Sonia would order a mocha with two marshmallows because I think that she like, <laughs> she sort of likes coffee, but she doesn't really, but she yeah. actually really likes uh, yeah, chocolate. All right, and the last one is Dorit. I don't know. I think she probably would just get a latte. I think she would have something pretty standard. I reckon she would also order an affogato. I don't know what it is. I think it's like <laughs> coffee and uh, vanilla or ice cream, maybe. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, isn't it coffee with yeah with ice cream? But she would say it in an Italian accent. She'd be like, "Oh, hello. Can I please have an 
Affogato. Oh, is that Italian? I don't even know. <laughs> Affogato. Yeah, um, that's a, that's pretty much what I think as well. I think that because she spent so long in Italy, she's got like that refined Italian like culture mm. down pat. But then she's also a little bit bougie, so she she adds a little bit of vanilla bean ice cream to it. Yes. Could you imagine if that was your daily order? Ice cream with your coffee? I mean, amazing, but... Amazing, yeah. But, uh, very good question. I like mm. that. So <laughs> moving on to the Real Housewives of New York brief recap. So we see the ladies getting ready for the dinner. And then Ramona sends a very risky text, which... Um, kind of sets Dorinda a little bit over the edge. And then they, when they go to dinner, they actually talk about it, which is an okay discussion, I have to say. Um, then we see the ladies back in New York. We look at Leah's fashion line. We see that Ramona's back to therapy, which I'm totally down for. And then um, we've got Re- Luann's rehearsal where Sonia may or may not attend. And then we've got a brief snapshot of Leah and her mum. And then we finish off the episode at the Century 21 launch. But I really like how this episode begins, which is <laughs> Ramona and Sonia having a little brainstorm in their bedroom about how to talk to Dorinda about her potential anger management issues. <laughs> Yes, I loved this opening scene, especially with Sonia. And I love that in her confessionals, she's basically saying that she was egging Sonia, uh, Ramona on and that she didn't want to kind of shut it all down because <laughs> she basically just wanted to see Ramona dig herself into a hole. And as we see, Ramona sends an article about anger management in a group chat to Dorinda. So true. I loved, there's so many good quotes in this scene. It's like, all coming from Sonia, where she's like, we're brainstorming, we're throwing stuff out there, we're all reflecting. I just, that little brainstorm session is just, like, the best thing out. Do you know what, um, throughout this whole episode, though, I think it's a worry when we see that Sonia is the voice of reason. (laughs) Mm. And uh, I think that shows a lot about the cast, if she is uh, the most normal in (laughs) in the episode. Yeah, what did you guys think, though, of Ramona's text <laughs> I loved it I, uh, I I personally wouldn't have done that especially knowing later in the episode that she omits Leah from the group text like such a yeah. b-i-t-c-h move like really is <laughs> I do think though I mean not that I agree with what Ramona <laughs> did and I think it's quite funny that she sent a, an article about anger management but I do think that Ramona is just at her wit's end and there's no talking to Dorinda. There's there's really no way of getting anything across to her. So why not try some kind of moves out of left field? Yeah, and I can see, like, uh, Luann was like, uh, do you think this is okay? Like, what have you done? And then Ramona's like, well, okay, well, you deal with it. <laughs> I'm just like, why does Luann have to deal with this? And, yeah, I, I I thought it was quite interesting that Luann actually comes downstairs after the text and she's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what have you done, Ramona? And then as we see, Luann leaves the room and Dorinda enters. And if I was Luann, I'd want to be back in that room. I would, I want to know what's going down. Oh my God. If I was Ramona in that situation, I would be like terrified, terrified. Like mm-hmm. Dorinda scares me so much. Mm. Like- I know, but her pants are really cool though. So at least if she was yelling at you, you'd be like, all right. Yeah, those pants were cool. Agreed. You're an angry woman, but I like your pants. 
I totally want to be a fly on the wall when Dorinda is going at Ramona because those two together is just such a clash. Uh, but then I can also understand why Luann's not there because if uh, Dorinda has this thing as though like why are people coming at me when others have done so much worse and then her biggest one to, to yeah obviously point that out to is Lou going to prison. So great. Um, and also... The uh, the other issue that came up in that scene is Ramona pooed on the floor. So casually too. What is it with these women and pooing on everywhere and having bowel problems? She got me so upset I pooped my pants. And then Sonia goes, is that poop on the rug? And she goes like to like touch it. I was like, Sonia, what are you doing? Yeah, with her toe. <laughs> it, it's so weird. They did it so casually. Like Sonia's like, did you poo on the rug? And then Ramona's like, yeah, I did. And it's like... <laughs> Why aren't she wearing underwear, girl? That's supposed to keep that in. Yeah, I kind of wondered why she wasn't wearing underwear. So quite often, if I go to hotels, I wear those bathrobes because I love to be all bougie and I often do at home anyway. But I still generally wear underwear. Right. You don't know what fabric, like, wash they use. It could really irritate Mm. everything going on down there. Yeah. I agree. I always feel really exposed if I'm not wearing underwear. I'm just like, anything could happen at this moment. <laughs> Anyone could come into my apartment and just disrobe me. I just <laughs> underwear at all times, I say. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what really stood out to me in this scene? It's that, um, so <laughs> Ramona was so small compared to Dorinda in heels. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, no, I didn't notice. I was like, wow, she's a shorty. Um, and just in that same scene, so Ramona tries to say to, Re- to Dorinda, you're worse than my father. And then also in the same breath, says, like, she stays home all the time with her three friends. She's jealous of me. And they're trying to say the other one's jealous of each other. Is anyone jealous of the other person? No. no. Not at all. I don't think either of their lives are anything to be envious of mm. by the other. I think the only thing is is that maybe they have money, but they, you know, they both have money. That's what I would be envious of these women for. Mm. Um, and then the next scene is, so Luann tries to bring up um, with Dorinda the fact that Dorinda hurt her feelings again by bringing up the fact that she went got, uh, was arrested. And Dorinda doesn't really react to that well. She's very dismissive of Luann, and I can really feel her frustration with that what what are you guys what are your thoughts on Dorinda and how she's acting at the moment I think she does have anger issues (laughs) I think Ramona is right um and I think that they're right throughout this episode I think she's deflecting um yeah I think she's just I, I mean I don't know if she actually realizes everything that she's doing or if she really is just I don't know. Is she is she delusional? Is she like actually, you know, just trying to get the heat off of her and she realizes I I don't know. I I must admit that if I had a friend like that, I don't think we would be friends for long because I wouldn't want someone speaking to me the way that Dorinda speaks, you know, like to Luann, for example. Yeah, I don't think there's uh much you can do about Dorinda. I don't think she really wants to uh talk about her own issues and people just pointing it out just makes her ignite so yeah and but then again in this scene like Luann just kept going on and on because she thought that you know that would be the way to make Dorinda see how much you know she's hurting her and how she was not really understanding what was really going on in the previous situations but Dorinda doesn't care 
Yeah, and it's really sad. Like, I, I keep thinking that Dorinda's logic is I've done so many good things for you. So this little thing that I'm doing wrong shouldn't matter because of all the mm. good stuff. And I don't know if that's correct because just because someone's done a lot of good things to you doesn't mean that you can treat them like crap and then it will be okay. Um, just in the same scene, Leah's outfit. Not her greatest fashion moment. It was very supre when we were in primary school. Ah, uh, yes, the the white yeah, top. Yeah, the lacy with the, the, the jeans yeah. that I think had married to the mob on the... Uh, on the front? Yeah, actually, I was uh, I was Googling Married to the Mob before uh, before we started this. And I can't remember if we've talked about her clothing line much and how much we think that she's actually making from it. I think we said probably not too much. Mm. But have either of you looked on the website and seen the clothes that she sells? No. They're very um, qu- quite basic, like just pretty much like just T-shirts and a couple of jumpers. Mm-hmm. And um, pants. some like tra- tracky yeah. pants. And actually she sells a few notebooks as well. <laughs> Just a couple of random little notebooks. Yeah. A couple of random little to things. To go to on- uni or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like ones that you can write in. Uh, how much do you think a basic t-shirt goes for? I'm going to assume she's hiked up the prices. So maybe like 50 bucks. Mm. I was going to say the same. Is this US? Yeah, yeah, US dollars. Yeah, I, I'd say around 45. Look, it's pretty much um, on point. Uh, I think I saw it was about, I don't know, like $40 or something for a t-shirt. And I think for a jumper, it was about $60. Okay. But there wasn't much on the website. So I, I would be quite surprised, really, like if she's making kind of anything at all. Mm. The um the the actual clothing that they were showing and how she was looking at the samples, it looked quite basic. Like it was just like really bright neon mm. fabric with some uh yeah, embellishment on it. But yeah, it wasn't anything that made me want to go Google it. Like yeah, it was quite odd. And in saying that, their office is really quite nice. Mm. So but maybe it's small and in not the greatest part of town or something, but yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. I was just surprised that, as she said, she's been going, she's been doing this business for 15 years. But I don't know, judging from her, what I saw on her website, that's not a business that looks like it's, you know, been running for 15 years. I, like, if I looked at that, I would say maybe a year. Like, it, it looks like it's it's pretty, pretty new and pretty basic. Oh, on Reddit, I think I read a post that said that um, Leah, so Leah's brand married to the mob, she builds really good rapports with the stockists that have her clothing because um, she herself is like the face of the brand. Mm-hmm. So may- maybe it's just in smaller boutique stores. But, yeah, even then I wouldn't say that she'd be making a, such a large profit. All right, and I think she says later on when she's doing her business meeting that I think she says at the moment they are only online. When we move on to the dinner, so Leah is quite upset at Ramona because Ramona did not include her in the group text. What what do you think Ramona's um, agenda for not doing that? I think she wants to make Leah feel like she's left out and to know that she isn't really part of them because she doesn't act the same way. Uh, yeah, I thought it was quite rude, actually. I would be, if I was Leah, I'd probably be quite upset that I wasn't in- included in the group text. But yeah, I think that maybe Ramona is one is yeah is probably trying to ice her out a little bit and two from 
I think the day before or that day when Ramona kind of has a go at Leah saying that she didn't back her up when they were talking about um, Dorinda's anger issues. So maybe she's also annoyed from there. Yeah, I actually think um, probably the biggest motivator for Ramona was because she knew Leah wouldn't be on her side. I think if Mm. Leah was also annoyed at Dorinda, she would include her in that group message. Interesting. Uh, In this uh, same scene, Dorinda says Ramona has helped her through her darkest times, like her darkest moments. I wonder what what they were. It would probably be her divorce, I would assume. Right. Mm, Really quite interesting. Was Dorinda around at that stage? I think so. I think they've been friends for a while. Not necessarily on the show, but... Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, I was also wondering that. I wasn't sure if if that's what she was referring to or... Because I don't know what other dark times Ramona has had. Mm, Really true. Uh, And it was also interesting seeing Ramona and Dorinda make up, like, so easily, just like they were sisters. I think Sonia's on the money when she says Dorinda is just projecting her pain, but then Ramona says, oh, we're all trying to refind ourselves, which I thought was really weird. I think I really liked what Sonia said. I think, like, what you mentioned, Claire, she's right on the money. The fact that Dorinda's obviously hurting, she's projecting onto the other women. But I have a real issue with that. I think it's it's nice. It's good. I think it's important to have empathy for people, and you definitely, if they're going through a hard time, patience is key but I don't think that gives you the right to continuously project your hurt onto other people and that was the same thing that um Ariana was saying to Lala in Vanderpump Rules when Lala had a tragic moment but then she was acting out to all those people and Ariana was like everybody goes through pain you can't just lash out at people and expect them to take it just because you're in pain because you know, I don't I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. Oh, sorry. I just have one other thing. Ramona says, I give up. I cry uncle. Does anyone know what that means? <laughs> there is a saying called something uncle, but I don't think it applies here. <laughs> I did. I must have completely missed that because I do not recall. And then the girls are like, oh, Luann threw us under the bus. I don't think Luann threw them under the bus. If anyone threw anyone under the bus, it was Sonia. Yeah, I kind of um I kind of sided a little bit with Ramona on this in the sense that I don't think it was it was just one person. I think they all threw her under the bus because no one backed Ramona even though they all agree that Dorinda has anger issues. And Ramona mm. was really the only one that was going in. And then it made Ramona look crazy and it made her look like that she was just you know, this is all basically to do with her, but really, it's it's something that all the all the women think of. You know, are thinking. But I also wondered, mm. in the sense of Luann, well, Luann just had a conversation with Dorinda, you know, and if she really is going to try and move forward or or you know let it go, she's she's not going to bring it back up. I wouldn't if I was her. Yeah, I agree. I think Luann had solved her issue with Dorinda. I think Sonia was the one that kind of smooth, like, didn't really voice her opinion in the same volume as Ramona did. Uh, the morning after, when they're all packing, <laughs> Ramona says that Luann goes easy on Dorinda because of the perks. Like, what is it? <laughs> but then she says, "Oh, the perks like Giovanni." But what other perks does Dorinda give to Luann? I I don't know. I I didn't I didn't get that. 
Like, what is she, yeah, what is she getting from her? Only Ramona knows at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think either of them have, like, that much money. Like, you know, I don't think Dorinda Mm. is, like, this crazy millionaire Mm. that maybe she's flying her on private jets or anything like that. So, (laughs) I don't know. When they go back to New York, we see that Ramona is back in therapy, which I thought was great. But then you see her in the therapist's office, and I'm like, is she flirting with her therapist? Oh, she is. She was like, I flirt like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I must have missed the start of the scene because I kind of, I was watching it and I was like, was this her therapist or am I getting confused? Was this just some sort of something else, some sort of business meeting or something? I don't know, because it did not seem like a therapy session. Therapy sessions you're meant to mm. go through. I mean, I guess, yeah, what what's going great in your life, but it seemed as though she has this hunky-dory life and why the hell would she need therapy if by the by what she was describing? I know. And she looked amazing at that therapist's office. I'm like, <laughs> damn, Ramona, like... <laughs> I'm a bit over her wearing the you know how there's the um the V neck long sleeve shirt but they've got the lace up front. I'm just mm. a bit over seeing those shirts. Yeah, they're kind of a little bit uh ten years ago. Oh, I, I liked it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't know if we want to talk about uh Luann's, uh having the rehearsal and then Sonia not Showing up. Yeah, I, I want to know what you guys think happened. But a side note, Luann has large print on her phone. <laughs> I just That was just beside the point. She has what? Sorry? Yeah, what did she have? So, so you know how you can pick on the accessibility on your um, iPhone if you have large print or, re- or normal <laughs> print? Like yeah. She's got the large print. Uh-huh. It's just a classic, like, as you get older. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're obviously not the larger print. <laughs> anyway, what do you think actually happened? Did Sonia never actually get the memo? Did Sonia ignore the memo? I love Sonia, but I think she was told. I think she forgot. Or maybe she was like, uh, you know, she had her launch. So she, yeah, it got muddled up somewhere. Yeah, I kind of wondered if... I I think that Luann is not the type of person to forget to invite someone or forget to tell someone that they have to be at rehearsals, especially for this, which, you know, she she loves the cabaret, so she's not going to let anything <laughs> go wrong here. Um, So I think she did send her some sort of memo about the rehearsals, and I think that Sonia, maybe she did initially reply or maybe she didn't reply at all, and maybe she thought that you know, Luann just realized because she had her launch that night that, of course, she wasn't going to be there. And I also think it's fair enough that she wasn't there, but she probably should have told Luann. What are your thoughts, Claire? What do you think? Sonia or Luann? Yeah, I think Sonia was like, yeah, 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 I'll be there. And then, like, she saw that the, the date, like, was on the same date as Century 21 and was like, oh, she'll know. <laughs> and I was just like, eh, whatever. Eh. Yeah, I think Sonia quite often lives in her own her own world. So I, I don't think she really paid it much thought. And she, yeah, she, in, and what she said in the episode was that, um, she was like, well, I don't need to rehearse. And well, I guess, you know, how big is her, her role in the show? Maybe she really doesn't need to rehearse. And maybe she didn't just, she just thought it wasn't a big deal if she wasn't there. Mm, that's true. If she's just like, you know, taking off her dress, you know, <laughs> yeah. she, she can do that any night. Exactly. Um, do we want to talk about Luann, uh, Luann's, uh, Leah's scene with her mum? <laughs> 
Um, Bunny is a good-looking grandma, just. But it was really strange when she was eating half a plate of broccoli and six large rice cakes. Yes, I saw that too, and I was like, "That doesn't <laughs> seem like a great meal." <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting actually to see them together because. I think what we get from Leah is that they don't have a good relationship and that, you know, as they said earlier in the season, that her mum says that she doesn't like her sometimes. But her mum doesn't seem that bad. And I think a lot of it is kind of what Leah says in this scene is that she still thinks back to when she was a teenager and maybe when they obviously had a falling out at that stage. And maybe Leah just can't get over it. And when something bad happens or her mum says something, I think maybe she just reflects back on that time and and that's kind of – that's what she still has on Mm. her mind. Yeah, I think so too. And I think her mum, like, explained herself quite well. I think she said, yeah, sometimes I don't like you, but I always love Mm. you, which I think is pretty fair. I'm sure there's times when parents don't like their kids, but, you know, that doesn't mean they don't love them. Yeah, that's Mm. true. I also thought it was interesting that uh, Bunny is – very religious and mm. having religious classes with uh, Leah's daughter Kiki. So, and in looking at that and how Leah is probably, <laughs> you wouldn't get a spiritual aspect from her, well, not a Christianity side at least. So I thought that was strange. Yeah, I don't know if um, if Leah is religious. I think kind of judging from her upbringing and that she was left in some sort of convent boarding type of situation it seemed as though she was very true maybe not religious so yeah I was kind of surprised that she let her mum do that with Mm. her child yeah interesting I wonder yeah what um brought her to that decision but you usually kind of see that when your parent like parents force that on their kids like the kids kind of some kids act out and some kids take it in then we move on to, I guess, the final scene, which is the Century 21 party for Sonia, which I thought was really nice how all the friends wore her designs. I thought that was a really um, like nice thing that they did, and they all looked pretty good, actually. I, I really liked Leah's dress. I thought that mm. looked really good. Um, and even uh, Dorinda's outfit, I quite like that. Uh, questionable about Ramona's, though. I, I don't know if... I really like that on her. I agree. Uh, did you guys see the <laughs> they showed this person called Philip who's an underwear designer? Now, don't you think that would be a great job? Underwear. <laughs> I think I'd make some great underwear. <laughs> mm. I quite often go to the shops and I'm like, there's just no good underwear. I agree. I agree. Because uh, usually I get mine from like cotton on body, but the material's not that great. No offense, Claire, because I know you worked mm. there. <laughs> Uh, no, that, Claire is very mm, offended. I, I completely agree. <laughs> so then I go to Maya, but the Maya's like not not that um like they're just really plain. Like I just have <laughs> nice underwear that looks good. I find like the fit is what di- what differs. Like, and I'm mm. just not loving it. But H and M and also Amazon, I have liked. Okay. Oh really? I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a Bonds gal, so mm-hmm. you know I'm pretty pretty plain and. Pretty um, pretty uneventful down there. Loyal. <laughs> I have a lot of buns, but then I look at it like hanging on my washing line. And I'm like, oh my god, like that is that's my life, isn't it? <laughs> my black plain underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are mainly skin color, and I'm sure Rob looks at my washing, uh, my partner, and he's probably like, wow, <laughs> this is what uh, this <laughs> this is my life now. 
This is who I'm with. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I also have to buy like two times the the size I am just to get the right fit. Mm. Yeah, I I I do as well, and because otherwise as well. You don't, you don't want the VPL and sometimes they're too tight and they dig in and then you, ah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I just feel like underwear designers just don't have it mm. all, like, there. They're not, they're not clued on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, guys, uh, next business venture, <laughs> underwear. <laughs> Look out for them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come out with, like, names. The Dorinda. Yeah. The Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one has crotchless ones? Sonia's. Sonia's probably. Mm. (laughs) the other scene that i really enjoyed was uh ramona drinking from a straw from a cup that was held by a young man (laughs) what is going on there i think it's totally ramona though hey (laughs) i'm envious i would like a young man to hold my drink while i drink it (laughs) so would i and while he's at it fan me down and feed you grapes. <laughs> yeah. No, olives. Sorry, olives. We're drinking martinis. Um, so Ramona says that in the Hamptons, they call a specific drink the Ramona. I only got two ingredients, like club soda and Pinot Grigio. I don't know. That seems a bit weird. But then she also says to the bartender to hold her drink for her, which is how that, that notorious scene where he just holds it indefinitely. Because she's like, I got some more straws. And she goes through her bag. <laughs> what? Is it, is it because bars don't hold straws anymore because it's not environmentally safe? Maybe, but her clutch was like this big. <laughs> but yeah, maybe she is. She's just bought up a whole bunch of plastic straws, so she'll never have to not have a straw again. Look, I often think about bringing straws with me when I go places. <laughs> I've thought about bringing it to work because <laughs> we don't have straws at work. I feel like what you should do no, you don't want to ruin your lipstick is get a metallic straw. And then it's good for the environment and for your teeth. So look out for branded T-bar metallic straws in stores. <laughs> I do have biodegradable straws at home. Oh, amazing. So good. Such a good citizen. <laughs> After this, we see Dorinda saying that she can't go to, is it Luann's show? Because her hand is like, she's like <laughs> floppy. And apparently there's a, knee, a, a nerve that's feeding fluid into the sack. Can anyone describe to me what's actually going on? Because that is weird. Sam, I'll t- give that over to you. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I don't think I got the full extent of this conversation. So there's a nerve that's feeding fluid into a sack in her hand. Yes, and her hand is like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's a thing. One, nerves don't carry fluid. <laughs> so... What about veins? I don't know what Because I think she said it was a vein, maybe. Oh, okay. Sure, veins. Yeah, I guess so. But it just seems very odd. I think that maybe... I don't think she's maybe understanding the the extent of what's going on. (laughs) My favourite part was when she was saying, look, it doesn't move. And then she was moving it. And I was like, it looks like it does move. (laughs) To me, that's, uh, that's movement. Um... Oh my gosh, actually, I completely forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the psychologist. Mm. Ramona, when she describes herself, one of the things that she used to describe herself is she says that she is down to earth. I'm sorry, but Ramona is one of, especially out of this cast, one of the least of them that is down to earth. I mean, we saw her earlier in the episode where she's uh, she's drinking the red wine mm. at, the, uh, at, at the dinner in Mexico. And uh, she, one, she won't drink 
the cold red wine. And two, the red wine that they're serving her is is, is too old. Now, <laughs> I mean, my in my mind, the older is, uh, is the better. Yeah, that's what I, I thought was the case as well. And I think Sonia brings it up. She's like, okay, you don't want the 1960 red wine. Like, have the 2020 <laughs> Pinot Grigio, which I thought was quite funny. I just love that, yeah, that Ramona thought that she's down to earth where, I'm sorry, Ramona, that could not be further from the truth. Um, Any other closing thoughts for this episode? No, none from me. Uh, only that the preview looks good, seeing that Luann hijacks the mm. microphone once again, and that John, whatever his name is, is back. <laughs> D'Alessio, is that his name? Yeah, I think it is. I'm interested to see John um, and how that whole party turns out. I'm really happy for Sonia. She's always been my favourite, so I'm really happy that she's kind of getting her life together. Um, I'm really down to buy a Sonia Morgan design in the future. Well, when the borders open and we can head over to Century 21. Yes. That's uh, that's the first place we'll be going. Okay, well, um, that is it for the Real Housewives of New York um, recap. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> uh, um, before we move on to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I have a question for you guys. If um, uh, So, Claire, you had your bachelorette party all done and dusted, but if you had to redo it again and if me and Sam had to do a bachelor bachelorette mm. party for us. Who, which of the New York ladies would you choose to um, organize it? Ooh, okay. Uh, I definitely think Leah mm-hmm. uh, and Sonia. Although you need someone a bit, with a bit more money. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we going to go with? I w- okay, I'll rule out. You see, you can't use Luann because... She would be the entertainment for the night, yeah. which is good for a couple of songs, but not for all of them. Uh, Ramona, I feel like we just invite her and her 49 best friends, <laughs> and I don't think that would be fun. And so I think I'm going to have to say Dorinda because she can host a party. Yeah, I think Dorinda would be a good host for a bachelorette. And she makes it nice. Um, Interesting. Like, I don't, I just don't. See Dorinda being that good. You guys, uh, you know, surprise me. I think more the fact that for a bachelorette is, I think Dorinda would would get strippers. Like, I think that she would have, like, a, a risque bachelorette, like a really fun bachelorette, whereas I think Ramona would be pretty, pretty boring. Like, I don't think she would want anything too risque. I think Sonia, while she would, I don't think she would be a good party planner and i don't think she's got much money okay fair enough i agree with you in terms of ramona i think she would it would be so lame and she'd probably end up like flirting with the stripper the whole night and he wouldn't do his job um leah i don't i don't know about leah uh dorinda (laughs) again i i see your point with the organizing i she probably would be the best at organizing a party um but then i'd I'd just be terrified if she just like gets angry at me and then throws the whole thing off so i would (laughs) probably um choose sonia because i think she's got a lot of connections um, Luann, like you said, Claire, probably not her because she would take you to her cabaret show and you'll be like, uh, <laughs> that's not what I wanted. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills, once again, was just the most th- thrilling 
Emmy award-winning show we've ever watched. Uh, this episode took us on a big family emphasis, particularly at the beginning where we saw Lisa Rinner and her daughter, Gaselle and her son, Teddy building her baby room. Uh, but things finally kick off at the baby shower at Buca di Beppo, where uh, Gaselle, we see, earns her Real Houses of Beverly Hills check by coming for Lisa Rinner with... I think what many people have possibly been thinking about her. Uh, and then the plot thickens, really, with who's lying, Denise mm. Richards or Brandy Glanville? The age-old debate. <laughs> uh, so I actually like – I enjoyed watching Lisa Renee and her daughter Amelia Gray do some different exercise at the Sandbox Fitness. I, however, would not enjoy doing that sort of fitness on a surfboard. That seemed too intense for me. Um yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, is, is there a- anything about the opening that you guys want to, well, took a particular fa- fancy to you? Because none of it really for me. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did have one, sorry, I did have one comment, um, and it was from one of these opening scenes, I think uh, with Denise and Garcelle. Uh, and they're... I th- Actually, I can't remember the scene now, but I've got it written down that Garcelle is talking about her friendship with Lisa Rinna. um, And she's saying that they've been friends for 20 odd years and that Lisa Rinna is just, she's kind of seeing this different side to her and she's not liking what she's seeing. And I mean, I was just thinking this seems to be a reoccurring theme with her. I mean, we've seen it now with Garcelle. We've seen it with Denise, uh, Lisa Vanderpump. It just, yeah, I, I, it does, and maybe we've said it before, but it does make me think were all these people just kind of Hollywood friends to Lisa Rinna and now they're seeing her true side or is this just Lisa Rinna playing it up for the camera and she's just bringing drama? Yeah, I think Lisa Rinna maybe is getting caught up in it all and because um, I think it's no secret that the ones that bring the drama get paid more. So perhaps like the dollar figures are really kind of going above as a priority for her rather than the friendships that she has. Yeah, my only thought about that is is we saw, I mean, quite early on in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when Lisa Rinna was bringing a lot of drama, but it came out that she was not getting paid as much as, say, Lisa Vanderpump. And so she was kind of saying, well, what's the point? I'm not going to be the one that's you know, bringing drama and getting backlash to all of this if I'm not getting paid as much as them. So, I mean, I think maybe it secures her spot on the show, but whether she actually gets paid more, I don't know. I know there was one season where she stopped bringing the drama because of that, and I wonder Mm. if the producers have now, like, oh, okay, we kind of need her, so perhaps now she is getting paid more. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I do... Just thinking back to the Rome episode, Lisa Rinner, if she really was friends with her, I, I think I've mentioned this before. Um, I think if Den- if Aileen Davidson was in the same position as Denise Richards, uh, I think that Lisa Rinner would have told her like behind the scenes and she would have the heads up. And I just don't think that Denise Richards and Lisa Rinner were that close mm. and and maybe this plays yeah. into it with what uh, Lisa Rinner says at the end, how she's weaponising their friendship with I don't really understand, but um, that 
I think she was saying, oh, you know, Lisa Rinner has seen what I've been through with the kids and with Charlie Sheen, like she should know better. And yeah, I, I, I don't really know if they've been there for each other and really what's gone down there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to be a, a fly on the wall, you know, mm. 10 years ago. Um, what did you guys think of the baby shower at Dorit's? So they're in the planning phase and Dorit's going through the boppity beppos. Boppity beppo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boppity beppo. <laughs> and I don't know why Kyle's being so <laughs> Kyle's being so rude where Dorit shows her the um, renovated portion. And I think it looks quite nice. But then Kyle's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And then in her, t- her interview, she's like, oh, I don't think it's that good. <laughs> the Capri room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think Dory did a good job, personally. I think it was okay. I thought it was... I mean, it was okay, but I just thought it looked... I I agreed with Kyle in her confessional. Like, it just looked like a fake fake Italy kind of stereotypical restaurant theme that you would see in many places and all these, you know, probably fake flowers and... Yes! It... It just was. It just That's what looked, I was going to say. Yeah, it just looked tacky, like a tacky fake Italian restaurant, mm. which I guess to me is. I mean, I've never been to one, but what I assume this bit of Beppo is. All right, fair enough. And I also feel as though Dorit was trying to promote the restaurant by using it as her baby shower place because. I don't know. It wasn't a very like, I mean, yeah, that room was okay for a baby shower, but the restaurant itself, besides that room, it doesn't really look like a nice restaurant. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I would kind of be a little bit, not, I mean, not upset, but a bit like, why would you have thrown my baby shower here? Mm, it just seems true. like self-promotion to me. Mm. I completely agree. I, I, I agree with like the fake flowers and like the freight, the fake fruit. It's just, it's it's just so like ugh. and I just feel like it t- it collects dust and why would I want to be eating where it's collecting dust in Buca de Beppo and then uh, I completely agree with you on why did Dorit yeah want to have the baby shower there and it must be for self-promotion and then a part of me is like well why why is Dorit is Dorit wanting to go down the interior design route and that's why she's entered in this collab with Buca de Beppo very strange and yeah, just yeah. having the the big Capri room reveal as Master's Teddy's baby shower was yeah strange. Yeah, I, I don't really get what Dorit's role in this restaurant is. Was she purely just designing a room, or is she some sort of investor in it? Is she putting mm. money into this? I think she's just designing it. <laughs> well, I think it's even weirder then. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I did like Dorit's outfit. How about you guys? Oh, uh, with the hair and the white shirt with the little um, uh, corset thing. Yeah. So yeah. She- oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Versace. Yeah. <laughs> Versace. Yeah. No, I thought it was quite nice. I was just gonna say that Kyle has. Uh, I I know Kyle like exhausts things sometimes, but um, her read on the situation with Denise not wanting to talk or work through things is I think pretty accurate. Like I, it makes me wonder though about Doris, like what did she come on to realize as a Beverly Hills for? Like what did she think she was going to, to talk about or reveal about herself? Yeah. She must've not watched the show. I don't know. I think that maybe 
last year, she, I think, was maybe more open. And I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's hard to say, but I think maybe this year there is just something else going on with her life. And I think it is just something to do with the custody of her kids with Charlie Sheen. So I don't know if it's to do with that. And that's really just the reason why she doesn't want to talk about anything or if it is just that she doesn't want to talk about anything in general. In both cases, I think she shouldn't have gone on the show. Like she shouldn't have done the second season then because if you don't want to talk about your life, that's not what the show's for. And if you're having issues that, you know, with your children, then the show's not going to make it any better. Uh, so in the next scene, it's Lisa Rinner and Amelia um, talking about, um, yeah, obviously some eating disorders. Uh, but so what is interesting is <laughs> Amelia was looking for her $90 face wash, which is very expensive, and uh, she had on her Balenciaga cap. How much do you guys think this Balenciaga cap goes for in Australian Dollars. Dollary dues, I should say. Oh, you do this every every week and every week I get it so wrong. <laughs> 500? I'm going to say 200. Oh, so $530, then that piece could be yours. Oh, see, the one time I try and go less and again. It doesn't even look nice. Like, what? what? And it's a Velcro tab, which I think is I know. Nice. I just imagine that that cap probably costs them like $2 to make. Yes, and do you know what else is interesting? Someone posted on the Juicy Scoop Obsessed um, Facebook page that the cap changes throughout the scene. So she's got a different cap on. <laughs> wow. She just wants so to show edited, how much money she has. Highly edited. Oh, <laughs> that's it. But I do. it does make me wonder, like, why is she changing her cap? I don't know. It must be a different day or something. I don't know why the editors couldn't be like, well, um, you should probably wear the same cap. Yeah. Actually, I have some inside goss on, on another show, which you guys might already know yes. about. But um, on The Bachelor, uh, apparently when they show the first night where they all enter the house, it's actually filmed over three days. Oh. And every day they have to get the same hair and makeup done and put back on the same dress again. Wow. Do you feel lied to? Yeah, but I still want to. <laughs> um, do you know how much that apartment for Amelia costs? The one bedroom, one bathroom apartment? No, but I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, Amelia has got her apartment. I hope she got, you know, something on the second floor with a doorman, with an elevator, with, what did she want? No shelves, I think it was. Mm. Racks kill her vibe. Yes. That's right. It was the racks. Uh, where is she? Is she in New York or is she in Beverly Hills? Or in L- LA, in I think. LA. Oh, it must be like $1,000 a week. Uh, close. So it's $5,700 oh a gosh. month. Wow. That's right. Seventy thousand, Almost $70,000 a year that she's paying for a one-bedroom, one-bathroom. So I hope to God that that place has a doorman and doesn't have any racks. Um, Harry Hamlin must be helping her out there because that is a huge amount. And yes, they have a following on Instagram, but it's nothing that's going to allow you to have a, you know, a loose amount of 70 grand just on your house. No. And I remember in one of the earlier episodes, Lisa Rinna does say that she's giving her $1,000 towards it, but I don't know if that's $1,000 a week or a month. Surely that must be monthly. It was a month. Yes. Ah, to be a rich kid of Beverly Hills, hey? Definitely. 
Uh, so in the scene, Amelia, I I think we see a lot of, um, well, I don't know if it's growth, but you can see how this has really affected her and how um, she is trying to learn from uh, the what, what she's been going through. And so when Lisa Rinna brings up that Garcelle brought up the, cor- well, if there's a correlation between, you know, her dancing in her bathers and her underwear and uh, Amelia Gray's eating disorder, and then she said, oh, like, I did um, at the beginning blame you for it, mm. but um, she said that it's just so much easier to do that and that's why people blame others, which I, um, yeah, I thought was very interesting. And she also acknowledges that shaming happens no matter what size you are. So I thought that was a good message to put out there and I'm glad Beverly Hills actually shows it. Yeah, I thought it raised a good point and maybe it was kind of really helping Garcelle's point in that, and maybe it is, you know, the, the point of the blaming that you said, Claire, but that in initially she did blame Lisa Rinna for it. And it does make me think that if I was Lisa Rinna, like if that was my daughter, I probably would, I don't know, try and filter myself a little bit more. And if, yeah, if I was her, I, I probably wouldn't be dancing around half naked on, on Instagram. Mm. But then I think, does that send a bad message overall? Like, you know, us as women, we have to control our behavior because society is judging us on our size like I don't know if that's what I would do because that's just yeah filtering yourself because really like it shouldn't matter if I'm dancing naked dancing clothed whatever oh no matter yeah what size I am definitely and I don't think it, it matters what size I think just the fact that her daughter's going through an eating disorder and as a mum I think yeah. I would filter myself for my daughter. And I'm not saying, like, it's, like, filtering yourself, but it's just not doing that. Like, you know, not kind of, I guess, being half naked for everyone to see. And <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> not that I have a problem with that. Yeah, I see I see your point. Uh, well, the next scene is the actual baby shower. But I don't know how much. Oh, well, Garcelle brings this massive, ugly flamingo as a baby present. <laughs> Yeah, what? It, where are they going to put that giant flamingo? I think someone else brought a big thing as well, and I'm like, what is with all these giant animals? <laughs> I know, but if anything's going to entice Denise to come to the party, it's that big, ugly flamingo. Why didn't she go? Of course. Now, is Denise lying <laughs> that she was sick? A hundred percent. Yes. Uh, and I was just going, starting to get some like respect from her when she was speaking to Garcelle and be like, I don't really like Teddy. Why can't you just say it then? I don't want to go to your baby shower because I don't really like you. Yeah. And I, I the, the women were talking about that as well. They're like, well, she's just clearly lying again. She should have just been honest. But imagine if she did send a text to Teddy and say, I don't really like you. We're not friends. I'm not going to come. Like, I just feel the backlash from that is going to be way worse so I can understand why Denise is just like I'm sick I'm not coming I, I Teddy though he seems really um like she'd appreciate that like Teddy so you, yeah <laughs> seems like she actually would appreciate the honesty so uh, as long as Teddy's not her like everyone else can back off yeah true true yeah I I, I think it doesn't really matter what she says at this point, Denise, because she, she's going to get backlash. Yeah. And we do see a recap at the end of the show where she doesn't go to, I think, Dorit's party and she says that she has a family emergency mm. and then they obviously talk about that she was lying and she admits that she was lying. So I don't think that it's, you know, I, I think she was lying. Yeah. But I also don't really care. 
Yeah, I think it all just culminates into this thing where Denise is losing credibility and that's mm. why, well, I'm, I'm going to be believing Brandy with what, what she says. Mm. Yep. Um, how funny was it when, um, I don't know who brought it up, but they were like, oh, um, is Brandy invited to the baby shower? Because she's just in the neighbourhood and she's wondering <laughs> if she can come. I'm like... She's in the neighborhood. What did she do? <laughs> She's like circling around the venue. And like, well, apparently she was invited anyway. So if you're invited, well, of course, why would you not come? Unless she didn't reply. I don't know. But I also think that it's weird that Brandy was invited because she literally had only met Teddy like maybe a couple of times, I think she says. So I don't know. So I think that um, when they were originally speaking about it in, was it Kyle's bedroom? And then Kim says, oh, can, we, can I go to your baby shower? Can Brandy go mm. too? And I think at that stage, Kyle was the one who was actually organising yeah. the baby shower. Uh, and then when Dorit mm. hijacks it, maybe it's a bit more awkward because yeah. Brandy says, you know, Dorit's boobs are not the best. <laughs> are fucked up, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I suppose that's true, actually. Yeah. You probably wouldn't, would feel awkward. Yeah, true. Uh, but in this scene... We finally see Garcelle earn her check when she brings up how ev- any time anyone says, like, oh, Erica's Broadway debut, Lisa chimes in with, I did it 18 years ago. And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> Garcelle, yes. <laughs> I know. I did. I love that, actually. And um, I think it's true. Like we And we literally see it in that scene. Like uh, Lisa Rinna is congratulating Erica and she's like, it's so great to see you do something that I got to do 18 years ago. <laughs> so let it go. Yeah. I also enjoyed when at the end of it, Garcelle did feel bad that she put Lisa like in a bad place. She's like, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Mm. That wasn't good. I was like, oh. I think Garcelle's probably one of the better people in this show. She's just not necessarily as dramatic as everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I'd also like to tweak her fashion outfits. Uh, Dorit can probably help her there. But then on the other hand, Kyle's been there for years and nothing's changed. Exactly. So back at you guys. <laughs> There's no helping her. Um, I also loved in this scene when Brandy does finally arrive and they all start already just straight up, just start talking about the whole Denise situation. Meanwhile, all of Teddy's family and friends are there and I do, if I was Brandy, and as she she does, she's kind of like, this is very awkward. Like, obviously, you're not going to want to talk about how you had sex with a married woman in front of all these strangers that you don't know, let alone, you know, people that you kind of, that you do know. Teddy's poor real friends are just there like, uh... <laughs> but if I was one of those real friends, I'd be like, nah, I'm going to stay, actually. Sorry. Yeah. I would want to stay at that baby shower. I'd pull up a chair at the end of the table where Brandy was and be like, oh, so uh, you did what to, to Denise? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they also don't show why they left. Yes. <laughs> they were just kicked out. They were. Yeah, all right, it's time to go. If I was one of them, I'd be like, um, can I stay? This is great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not ready to go yet. Uh, My ride isn't here. I don't even like baby showers. I'm like, this is just getting good. I know. Oh, what did you guys think when um, Brandy says that she thinks 
Denise Richards is a people pleaser and more of a master manipulator than LVP. <laughs> I just don't think... She doesn't seem like a manipulator. Yeah, I just don't think that she's trying to manipulate people. I just think she doesn't want to talk about it. Mm. I don't think she wants it on air. And I think she's just trying to deflect from everything and she's just trying to deny, which makes it look bad. But I don't think she's manipulating people. She's just saying it didn't happen. Yeah, I think she's a bad liar, but yeah. that's about it. I agree. Uh, I, I I think <laughs> I think it maybe hurts her brand now a little bit more. Like I'm not going to be buying anything that she uh, is sponsoring. I wouldn't do that anyway. But um, yeah, I agree. How about when Brandy um, shows everyone her text messages and they go on for pages and pages and pages? I mean, I I do agree that they were friends, and I agree that they had a friendship. But I think that's all those text messages show. Like, it doesn't show anything about them having some sort of relationship together. Like, I know people that talk like that with friends and then with other friends, they're not like that. And I think it just depends what kind of what level you're on. So Lisa Rinna saying, we don't have that kind of friendship. Like, that's a relationship. I'm like, no, sometimes people are just different with other friends. And mm. I think that Brandy's obviously quite open and quite over the top. So I can see her having a conversation with Brandy like that, but not having conversations with, say, Lisa Rinna like that. Mm. Um, but, yeah. I completely agree. Because I think, like, there's some people that I know that would talk to their friends like, oh, I love you, girl, blah, mm. blah, blah. And then there's friendships where you don't say that. Like, I don't think that means that you're having an mm. affair. Yeah. And because I'm the same, like, I probably wouldn't speak like that. But if people speak like that to me, I'm not going to be, like, quite cold to them. So I'll probably reciprocate that a little bit more with them because mm. it just, just mm-hmm. kind of – that's how it kind of flows, I guess. But, I, yeah, I, can't, I liked how Dorit stuck up for Denise in this scene. And she was like, I, these, these text messages don't prove anything. Like, it just shows that you guys are talking and that you were going to meet up and – and then um, for Lisa Rinna to say, oh, you know, one year ago, this were th- these were these text messages. I'm like, well, we saw it a year ago when they were mm. they went out for drinks on the show. Like, I don't think it's anything out of the blue that we didn't know mm. about. I I agree. I think yeah. it all just lends itself to say that, that, you know, Denise is just trying to cover up her tracks and say that nothing happened. But, you know, they, they were talking, they were friends, and it they, they probably did hook up. Yeah. It does go against Denise's credibility because Denise kind of shot herself in the foot in Rome when she was like, well, I barely speak to Brandy. Mm. Like, I've only spoken to her twice. And it's like, well, that's not true, is it? Mm. But I also think as they just need to let it go. Like, when you look at what they're actually fighting about at the moment, it's not even about what Denise said about the women. It's the fact that she lied about having sex with Brandy and that's what they think. Yeah. But – who cares like they're not yeah they're they're not talking about what she said they're not talking about how they're angry about you know that she said these awful things about them she's angry they're angry because she lied about having sex with someone Mm. it's like well it's none of their business um and they need to let it go yeah i'm already over talking about it um in the next scene uh we see erica leaving to go for her uh her big uh appearance and show and Tom Girardi is there. Now, seeing Tom walk down the stairs, I think the house is too big. 
and I hope they have a lift there for him because he was clearly struggling. Yeah, they need to get one of those things that hook hook up to your staircase and uh, you sit in it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would love one of those to get around the house. Yes. The scene that really annoyed me was Lisa Rinna in Kyle's house and being like, oh, I'm so confused about mine and Denise's friendship. Is it all a lie? Like, I don't know. And I, I'm just really over her at this point because mm. I'm like, no, like, it doesn't mean your whole friendship is a lie. Like, I, she, she's just being dramatic. She brings up as well about about like blindly defending Denise. I think they kind of take it from from Kyle from last year with Lisa Vanderpump. And it does make me wonder and what your both of your positions are if you kind of had an inkling that one of your good friends of 20 years was lying about something, would you still defend them if it was something, you know, say like this? Like say you, you thought that they were trying to cover it up, but you, you assumed that they were lying. Would you still have their back? Um, I think I'd, I'd give them the benefit of the doubt because if it's really a close friend and they're covering something up, then there's got to be a good reason behind it. And if it's not affecting me... Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I think if I was friends with someone for 20 years and defending them to a group of women and especially someone who I don't know or maybe have only known for a short amount of time, I mean, yeah, I think I would be defending my friend. And I'm sure later on down the track they'll probably tell me the truth. Hmm. I think as long as they told me the truth, I will just plead ignorance and blend into the hedges like Homer Simpson in that gif. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What if they didn't tell you the truth, though? I think I'd just stay out of it. But you suspected they were lying. I'd want to be told the Mm. truth, and then I could do my whatever I think is best. Mm. But, yeah. What if – because sometimes this happens when legally, like, your lawyer advises you not to talk about something. I mean, then I just wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, my lawyer's told me not to say anything. And they'd be like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, the key here is why didn't Denise tell Lisa? I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised given Lisa has a track record of spilling the beans. Yeah, and like we saw at the start of this season as well, the fallout when they were at Kyle's barbecue and Lisa Rinna didn't have Denise's back and maybe this was kind of when it all started to blow up. So, of course, Denise isn't going to tell her because Lisa Rinna is probably just going to tell everyone. Exactly. Yeah, I I kind of – it annoyed me this episode with Lisa Rinna because we see at the baby shower she – is, I don't know, I feel like she's just really playing into a role of the victim. Like, she's like, oh, you know, can I can I just see the messages quickly, like, just to have a look through? Like, she's trying to play it as she doesn't want to look at the messages, but she just has to. I'm like, Lisa, you want to look at the messages. Everyone wants to look at the messages. We know that you already don't believe Denise. Like, you're just wanting fuel, you know, to the fire. Like, and then, yeah, we see at Kyle's house she's saying that she's she thinks she's being manipulated. Uh, well, I can speak. I think I can speak for everyone that I'm very happy that next week is the season finale. Is it? Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> wow, what a horrible season! <laughs> it's nearly over, you guys. It's nearly. I over. just, I just can't believe that this is the whole season. Like it feels like, although there's been, it's been a lot, and it's been super dragged out. It feels like we literally have probably only seen maybe a couple of episodes worth of actual mm. like drama that's gone on <laughs> because it's just been the same topic the whole season. So is this the season finale because Denise said 
no, nah, I'm not going to film anymore. And no one else is bringing any drama. So they're like, well, tie it up. Tie those tubes up. We're done. Maybe. I mean, they should have done that like three episodes ago and cut out the filler. Because I think we're at like episode 13 or something. Uh, yeah, I think so. Please, relax of New York, never end. Uh, on a side note, though, I have started watching the old season of Real Housewives of Potomac. So, Anna, get on that. So, Oh, yeah, what season? Well, I've just finished season one. Oh, yeah. So, it gives me a little bit of context uh, if we do start watching the new season. So, Anna, uh, you should get on that. This recent season is good. Like, you guys will like it. Yeah. I promise I'll watch it. After Beverly Hills finishes up. Um, Also, you guys should be watching Below Deck, as I say all the time. (laughs) It's a great show. And we see uh, this week, actually, for those Below Deck fans, that um, the Chief Stew, Hannah, who's an Australian chick, she is kicked off the boat and she's fired because she had apparently had drugs on board and it was a a big drama but it's all uh all manipulation of of another uh crew member interesting so i saw the the below deck from last so one's below deck med and one's below deck something else yeah one's just normal below deck and then there's below deck sailing but forget about that because that one just made me so angry. The the men on there were, like, disgusting. And I yeah. was just like, oh, It like, actually makes your blood boil. But um, I feel like from what I've been reading, it's actually the women on this one that's uh, pretty bad. Yeah, yep. This season, the none of the girls get along. Um, and they quite often will have new people each season, but there will generally be one or two that will continue across. Um, mm. and they've brought back some old cast members who have all had beef with each other. So extra beef, eh? Yeah, and then uh, quite often people get fired on the show for you know a range of different things. So then they'll bring in other people, and then quite often they'll bring in like old people that were on. Or so it's quite quite good. It keeps it keeps it interesting. I'm really glad to see Bravo acknowledge that um, they that people or their cast members ha- have been using drugs because I think it's something that you know we want to see and we want to be like, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. That's mm. you know not very professional and yeah, rather than trying to sweep it under the carpet. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, like I guess without context, it's a it's a bit hard. But basically, she has um, anxiety issues and has uh, panic attacks. So she had Valium. Oh. But I don't know what it's like in the U. Yeah, I don't know what it's like in, in the US though, because here, if you have a, a drug that you have a prescription for, your your prescription is on the medication. Whereas mm-hmm. they were asking her for her prescription and she was like, like basically like this is this is it. I don't have a prescription for it. And so they were like, that's kind of like you don't have they were basically treating it as she doesn't have a prescription. Um, but she did also have some sort of cannabis pen thing i don't know what it is isn't that legal in america anyway well they were in spain they were in i think spain or somewhere in the mediterranean um but apparently she says it was legal but there's all this background stuff with like maritime law and apparently you have to declare everything that's on the boat like all medications and yeah it was all very messy but her cast member knew about it and then a couple days later when they had a falling out she took a photo of the medications that she had or the the cannabis pen as well and then she sent it to the captain to basically mm. get her fired 
juicy. Very juicy. Yeah. So you, you guys should watch. It's uh, it's a good show. All right. All right. It's on the list. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review. Um, let us know what you think. Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.